Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Karn, and Mike Steenstra. There we go. Uh, Mike's recording call. There we go. There we go. Jimmy, is it okay if I recall the, uh, record this call? <laughs> Are you asking for, per- for permission? Yeah, as a Pfizer employee, I just want to make sure... You know, you're not saying anything wonky on here. I, I you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got no, one no. question for you. <laughs> How small are the microchips? Um. Yeah, I was gonna say like, uh, uh, that's actually um my direct um responsibility is um I am the person who sits on the line and gently and and I mean gently, um and I do it manually by the way. I manually insert each individual microchip. So. Um, if you guys, it's funny uh, that I'm squirming as you're saying this, because some people actually believe this is the thing about the microchips is why would they not use an existing vaccine that everybody already gets to insert microchips instead of inventing a full, uh, let's, let's get off this. This is not where I want to start roosting the devil. This is a soccer <laughs> podcast. Helder, welcome. Jimmy and I are coming together as one unity to talk to you. I hope you're doing well. Indeed. Hello, hello, Brian, and random listener in Dubai. I'm guessing I don't know. Where uh, else? Maybe not Dubai, but we get random listeners from all over the United States. Yeah, uh, and abroad. It. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome. Uh, we. Uh, it's been it's been a long minute. It's been a weird a weird last uh, twelve months. Let's say. Yeah, so. we used to do this thing regularly, and then. We had we were getting a good amount of listens for a little bit there, but then as soon as you stop off that regular weekly episode, it, it drops off and and listenership is is down low, but spirit and morale of Roosting the Devil is at an all time high. I'd say uh, I'd like to start off this podcast with a little bit of word association. It's something we've been mm. starting out with lately, so I'm gonna just fire a couple words at you. You can respond with one word or a phrase, whatever the spirit moves you to say. Okay. I've got a first one. Cavani. Uh, wise. Veteran presence. You know, I think... Uh, 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 I'm going to try to limit because I always go... I always, like, talk on forever. But, no, I mean, like, you, the, for all of the youth movement, right, like, the transfer policy has been youth movement, youth movement, youth movement. Um, I think that you see um, someone as as a professional like he is, uh, how important he is to the team. I think he is a good influence on a lot of the young guys, uh, a la uh, Ibrahimovic a couple seasons ago. Um, and, and you see his class and his quality when he does play. So, um, you know, I'm I'm not stumping for him to be in every, you know, game in and game out he must start type thing, but I think that the time that he's getting is important and he's making important contributions. Um, so I'm glad that he's uh, getting up to speed here for the second half. Yeah, you know, when he first came on, he played awful. The first couple of times he's on the field, I was like, who is this old man coming from PSG? But lately, I mean, he, he's just kind of a uh, he's a predator in front of the goal, and that's never a bad thing. Tall, 
it seems like you guys are playing a lot of long balls and, and trying to get the ball forward and, and make things happen that way. So so who's who's the one that's suffering a little bit from him on the field? Is it is it Marcus? Uh, I mean, you you mean like is he taking someone's spot or taking yeah, away? or you know, yeah, who you know who whose spotlight is he standing in? I guess. You know, I I think that you would say that like when he's playing, like right, he's an out and out striker. Um, you know, normally you would say that it would be Martial because he was the the striker, especially you know coming off of um, you know the summer when we came back from the COVID break. Um, he was playing on the wing I, today against yeah, Fulham. but but yeah, that's that's the thing is is uh, I've actually seen um, uh, Martial and, and Cavani play together quite a bit, and and they seem to have a good um, a good working relationship. So. Uh, I don't think anyone's particularly suffering. I think it's just a part of a healthy rotation in what is a, you know, you know, English Premier League is always a congested, tough schedule, but it's even more so this year than any other year. So I, I don't think that anyone's suffering. I think everyone is getting a good, healthy rotation up top. Okay. Uh, the next word I'm going to go with is Pulisic. Uh, uh, a beautiful man uh, in, in those photo shoots. Um <laughs> Gosh, I can only imagine. Is that a joke? Conversation. The, the, a if, joke. The, well, I, I, can you imagine having like, cause, you know, the whole thing online about like we we went through this like, you know, however many years ago with like Donovan and, and them and those stupid pictures and and tore them apart. So maybe it's a it's a joke, or maybe you know he's gonna have to explain himself in in twenty years about what the hell happened. Why? Yeah, I mean it's GQ, so. I don't know what happened. I I don't really care. But I I was actually – he is not producing. He's not producing on the field. Well, nobody is for Chelsea, right? Like, I mean, they're they're dried up in front of goal. I mean, what's – I mean, let me get back to you. So, yeah, other than not producing, like, what else would you say about Pulisic right now? Like, I mean, do you think that his performances are bad? Do you think it's – like, he's he's never been, like, like all goals either. I can't pinpoint it. He still is very direct on the field and dangerous with the ball. I, I thought I, I did watch Chelsea play. I'm forgetting who they just played. Do you, do you recall? They just lost to Les, uh, yeah, Leicester. Um, oh yeah, that's right. I was yeah. I was struck by how Chilwell. I don't know. It would like the ball would go into Pulisic. He would kind of dare the uh, the right back to play a little bit and then kind of back up, pass it back to Chilwell, and then they would cross it to the other side of the field like it was just I don't, I don't know Chelsea's missing something which yeah it's so weird to watch Pulisic on Chelsea because you love him as a person but you hate Chelsea so oh I, I, yeah, have I don't total, know I have total separation like when I, I wish him zero success I, I enjoy his failures when he's wearing a Chelsea jersey yeah. and I then I totally can turn that off when he's wearing the United States jersey and this is how I truly feel. I I don't know why. Like you know, I I mean, I like seeing fan. him I'm, score in Chelsea jerseys still. No, no, I I, uh. I wish him zero success at a club ah. level. Like I, I have no, I, I will give no love there. I am I am reveling in Chelsea's failures right now. Um, and you know, honestly, I think that you know, I think that they'll get it together. As there's too much talent on that team, and there's lots of guys that are coming from different leagues. Like you saw. Pulisic go through this last year when he came from the German league, right? Like you see what Havertz and uh, 
uh, Werner going Werner. through like look horrible. Make, yeah, Werner making especially that, making that transition. Like it, it takes some time. And you saw, you know, how good Christian looked after he'd been in the system for, or you know, been in the league for a while and got used to it. So I think that, I think that good things will, you know, talent wise will be coming for them. I I hope that they don't, but you know, there's too much talent there um, for it to not work. So sure. So uh, Spain is the next word. Oh, Spain. Um, I guess I think about the La Liga right now. All the crazy losses. Lionel Messi got his first red card as a Barcelona player for violent conduct. Um, which Did is, you see the tackle? Yeah. Pretty bad. Well, I mean, I think that that's stuff that he's probably gotten away with for a long time because he's messy. And VAR, you know, kind of prevents that from happening. So, yeah. Um, but I, I don't blame him either. Think about, like, like I mean, um, the best players in the world get consi- – like, that, that guy was, like, just trying – like, you get beat on constantly, and they're human beings. At some point, they're going to get frustrated and, and fly off the handle like that. So, um, I don't blame him. It was him. also in the – that was in the Spanish Super Cup title, so Athletic Bilbao – clinched a super cup title they hadn't won in forever yeah, good for them uh, yeah i've been enjoying that enjoyed real madrid lost today to, i can't even pronounce the what team that, never... uh you know what's that table looking like who's at the top at uh, i think it's that? i think it's atletico madrid last time i checked um i think that's correct yeah and and even of course, like, yeah even, 41 points over and, even and then the, real 37 barcelona 34 villarreal 33 well i think I think Atletico, Atletico is the team that just got knocked out yeah, by that yeah. third division team in uh, was it either the uh, one of the cup competitions in Spain. Remember, we were watching that at the end. Yeah. It was I can't remember what team it was, but yeah, because they're a third division Spanish team. But yeah, so like nobody's like particularly like you know blowing the socks off there in La Liga. It's kind of wild right now. Um, All right, got one uh, more for you, Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to give them an excuse. I mean, injuries affect a lot of teams. Um, but it, it was unsustainable. The The season they had last year was incredible. You know, and I don't. they're not even having a bad season. They're still very much in the title race. You know, I think that they set a standard that was never going to be attainable for them again. So, um they're still dangerous, right? I mean, they're still right there in the race, um, but they got to figure it out quickly because this is, uh, I mean, you're talking about like seven, eight teams that are still within very legitimate striking range uh, with over half the, I mean, with now half the season gone, um, which from just a football fan standpoint, that's fantastic. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty I'm, new to the game, so I've never seen a title race <laughs> like this. This is, this no, is very exciting. For you, it's been, you know, watching City run away with it or watching Liverpool and City run away with it or whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Those two, um, they've been the dominant forces since, since I've been watching. I am i can't, I, I'm just in my memory, of, you know, I've spent the last, you know, 15 or plus years uh, trying to destroy my brain cells. But like in, in my in my memory, right, that it's, this is this late in the season for it to be this close with so many teams. Um, is truly remarkable. It's it's a ton of fun, and 
obviously I'm, I'm feeling good because my team is currently at the top, but Man City very looks very, very, very dangerous. So yeah, they, they look, uh, they, they have a game in hand and you're two points above them. So yeah, it is kind of crazy to losing. see the two Manchesters at the top. Not for City. I mean, City's been up there for the last, you know. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking, like, so, so what games have stuck out for you? We we've barely talked. Jimmy and I were talking before we uh, started recording. Last time we talked was November. It's been a lot of games. But you, you also work for Pfizer, like we said in the beginning, so you've been busy as shit. I've got a uh, three-year-old and ten-month-old, so usually when I'm watching, I'm like, half chasing one half doing laundry and trying to watch and then right. we're not doing the podcast so like when we did the podcast weekly i made a point to understand and read it it's been a little bit of a choppy well, watch season for me personally yeah i mean i've i've been watching and it's not it's not like that we like we haven't had a formal conversation right like we we obviously have our our text thread with between you know you and i and and, and Tyndall, um, and twitter and Twitter, of course. Well, you and I in Twitter and yeah, uh, and Bradley. Well, Bradley does Twitter, but mostly um, on Personal. his account. Yep. Yeah, but at Tyndalism. At Tyndalism, uh, enjoyable for Tottenham and Tree follows. Um, <laughs> it's true. Uh, speaking of yeah, I would say like without going too far. Speaking of busy, he's you know works for you know healthcare system trying to set up clinics right now is. Uh, he, that's why he's not with us. He's working still. So, um, Bruce just a wild and devil time. trying to save the world with the vaccine distribution <laughs> is really what's going on here. Well, we're also probably we're all in weird. the healthcare industry. All three of yeah. us. Well, we're a weird percentage that two thirds of us have already gotten our first dosage of vaccine. And that is weird. We're pretty young males, but um, we're not not pretty. We are pretty young, comma males, not not. <laughs> Yeah, somewhere in yeah, there. Yeah, for, for vaccines. Grammatically, yeah. yeah. Thank you. And I just had, I, I'm coming off of day six of a direct exposure. My in-laws had, had COVID and they watched on la- last week, Thursday. Today is Wednesday. They watched the 10-month-old and we had direct exposure. Got test Friday because we thought we maybe brought it to them. Today we got a, a rapid test back that was negative and still waiting on the full lab. So, co- like, oh, COVID, freaking COVID, man. It's, it's just. The tentacles are everywhere, <laughs> and the pandemic is yeah. freaking crazy. And but I've been, I've been still sad without fans a little bit. Yeah, it, it, it has been. I've, I've gotten I've gotten kind of used to it, frankly. Um, yeah. And I, I, I enjoy I enjoy like the times where they're not pumping in the crowd noise as hard and like catching like, like I said like you know having played soccer but, like I enjoy like hearing you know guys chatter um yeah yeah i, I think that the, I think the that players cool. it's a different game for the players to not have the fans there too and that's the thing about the the gareth bale rumors about him heading back to real with him never playing in front of tottenham fans that could make me a little bit sad like i i think his reintroduction into tottenham would have been way different if there was a loving crowd support there of him and, and not to say this is the thing about gareth bale too Euro- he's played all the Europa League games. He's played all the cup games. Like It's not like he's not playing. Part of me is wondering if Jose spoke to him the first week he was there. It's like, listen, 
you're going to play the cup games. You're going to play Europa League. We'll get you involved in, in the in the Prem a little bit, but like your main focus will be here. Is that all right? And maybe he's like, yeah, that's cool. I don't, you don't know what their arrangement is. It's it's a wild thing. Like I, I guess I want to get your opinion on it because I mean, when they ever they interview like you know teammates of Bale the last couple of years, whether it was at Real or now in Tottenham, like like the the teammates talk about like his incredible quality, right? Like the stuff that you know we're used to seeing. You know, obviously it's been a couple of years. I think the last like moment that sticks out to me is that bicycle kick against Liverpool in the Champions League final. He had a winner against West Brom in the Prem this year. In like yeah. the eighty something minute it was a great moment. Is it three points too? He secured, well, you won- secured it. But what do you think it is? Why like do you do you honestly think that it was a pre agreement or do you think it's is there something more than that? You know, is is he you know is is he, is he already gonna done, be like fed up? Not not done, but like fed is up. he ready for MLS? Is he ready? You know, like is he ready to just I, be done? Is he ready to hang it up? You know, carry out this contract and who gives a shit about football? Like, I don't really like it that much. I don't know. I don't know, man. I made a lot of bad predictions about soccer in my day, so I'm, <laughs> I'm hesitant to throw something out there. There's still half a season, too. Yeah. But the way... The way Sonny and Harry have been playing, it's hard... It's hard to fill that right wing with another attack-minded player... With the way that those two, like, you know, like, Sonny and Harry have just been so incredible. It's been, Harry's next level this year. Like, I knew he was good, but I never really have seen him as good. He is amazing this year, and Sonny doesn't miss a chance. So, Steve, he has to do a little bit of that workman role to kind of bring the ball forward in, you know, that that midfield area. And do you think you think that's who is best suited? Like, if you if you're putting your best eleven, like you're you know you got a cup final coming up, right? Like a Carabao Cup. Like you're putting out your best eleven. Is is Stevie your right winger? He's your best starting player there. Yeah, I suppose so. I, I like him way better than Lucas and Gareth Bale hasn't hasn't really provided anything, which is sad to say. And I never got to see him in Tottenham uniform the first time around, and. I remember watching the Real Madrid bicycle kick against Liverpool, and that was kind of my first year really loving the game, so I didn't really know what was going on. I was like, look at that goal. That was amazing. Former Tottenham player, that's cool. But, yeah, I mean, I wish he would just get involved. I wish wish he would get a few starts under his belt. I'm at least curious to see what he would do out out there. But, yeah, right now, Stevie, 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 Harry... Sonny and Dembele, that that four, that diamond up front is is working pretty well, and I love the way that Stevie and and Dembele played together. I think that's an underrated aspect, and the the hatred from Tottenham fans to towards Stevie is just crazy to me. He's so young and so versatile, and yeah, I don't know soccer fans sometimes, you know. So, um, what's your so if that, if that's your starting three? What's your best midfield underneath them? Like, what what midfield provides the best service? Like you said, like you need Stevie there to do the workman stuff and and defend back. Nombre um, next to them. I mean, usually it's been uh, Sissoko and Hoybier as a center defensive pairing, which is, I mean, it works out very well. Hoybier is just a beast. He 
makes all the tackles he needs to to get the ball back. He doesn't do anything fancy. He's pretty shitty in the final third. That's fine. Sissoko is actually surprisingly okay in the final third, even though he gets a lot of shit for his finishing. Like, he's still active up there. And with Ndombele and, and, and the other, you know, Harry, Sonny, and Bergvine, there's enough so, creativity up there where two defensive-minded center mids like that are, is fine, in my opinion. As a, a full full pun intended here, as as the devil, I, I have to ask, is there enough service? Because, I mean, that's the whole thing, you know, everyone's saying, like, well, you guys are too reliant on Kane and... And Sonny, and nobody is doubting, like, I, certainly no one should be doubting uh, Ndombele's talent at this point, but is he best served as that, um, as that distributor, or would you guys be better served to have, like, Hoiberg and Ndombele underneath with somebody more, like, somebody I love more Lo I mean, Lo to me, over Sissoko and Winks, if you could find a way to insert him in that role. The problem is... Well, first of all, Ndombele is so good. He's so, he is so talented. freaking good. It's in, it's insane to watch. That being said, Lo Celso plays the Ndombele role very nicely as well. So that's really where I see Lo Celso best on the field. But if you could find a way to pair Lo Celso with Hoybier, in my opinion, like that's that's the midfield you want because then Lo Celso has a little bit more forward-minded thinking He's tough as nails too, and I just I love Lacelso, but he just can't stay on the field this year. Well, they they they've tried. Uh, they only like what did it, it was like you know what twenty games in before the the first time they ran out Hoybierg and Dumbele and Lacelso together. And I can't yeah. remember what game it was, but it was I forget lackluster. But um, yeah, I, I mean that's I feel like he hasn't tried it since. It's been it's been fine to be a Tottenham fan this year because. Worst case scenario is we're getting points. They're just painful points to get because we go up and then we give a late equalizer and we get one point. And that's been kind of the narrative all season. It's kind of shitty, cool. but I mean they're still in the hunt for Here, then, Champions League. We're in a we're in a Carabao Cup final. It's Europa League's going fine. We got a good draw against RB uh, RB Salzburg. That should be fun. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty content this year. So that's 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 my question, right? And I think I said this, you know, how is is it been a year since they appointed Mourinho? It's been a year now, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, he he got appointed yeah, over a year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So here's here's my question then, Which right? And I think I said this back then. So like, if I told you that you would get Mourinho and one way or another, maybe maybe not competing for. And you guys aren't out of it by any means, but maybe not competing for the Premier League. But you know, you will make good runs in cup competitions, and and you guys will win the gritty games that maybe you, didn't, you guys didn't win in the past. That having been said, if you would you take that? Would you take a Carabao Trophy? Gotta have to a trophy wa- to to watch to watch this soccer week in and week out. Yeah, because oh, man, I like it, it. It's fine. It has, it has it though, like there, like there has been games. It has a shelf life, I'm sure. Don't get me wrong, like there has been games where you guys have exploded, win. and those those are the ones that like he hangs his hat on. But like watching you guys go up one nothing, just to just to sit back and like it's weird. What what game was it that I sent it to you it's guys? It's always that? just shaky. Even like a two zero win feels shaky to watch, which is so odd. 
Was it Fulham you guys tied with recently? Was that the we Fulham beat Fulham three one? It would just be Fulham. That's where the tangy goal was. But let's let's take a little peek. Ski. What, what was the team you guys tied? Was that Sheffield? You guys tied one one. No, uh, no, we we beat Sheffield three one. And so it was Fulham you tied one one. Yes. Okay, so that's that's what I'm saying is yeah we did like you got like you guys are Harry Kane scored. You guys are minutes. way more talented than than Fulham, but they had like almost fifty percent possession and as many scoring opportunities, like shots the on goal as you guys. Doesn't bother me. That's that like, but in what world would Fulham should Fulham have fifty percent possession? Like with the players that you guys have, and sorry, you're right. Like I, I shouldn't be taking like you, I hope you guys win multiple Carabao Cups, and maybe you guys make an FA Cup run. And it, maybe you guys make your Europa League run. That's like Europa League is is legit. I'll give you guys that. But at at what cost? You know, it like to dare is to do is dead as long as Mourinho is your coach. Wow. And he'll say that it's, it's not, not his not tactics. True. It's just and not he'll true. Say it's not his. Ta- it is because last year, last year all season, we lost games. Like we we weren't. This year we're at least tying the games. It's fine, it's fine. As a Tottenham fan, you grow you grow used to vying for Champions League and hoping for cup cup wins. And think about think about like Southampton fans. Think about Crystal Palace fans. Think about West Ham fans. Like they they're they know their place. You learn your place in in the league a little bit. And I I'm that sounds terrible. Dude, and you're wincing, but you're a Manchester dude, United well, fan. You, you, I'm I'm win, I'm wincing because. You guys, like, since 2000, I mean, probably for longer than that, but, like, you guys put yourself in the category with the with the top six clubs. Uh, and we are so then why, then why are you saying that you should have the same sort of complacency, like, know your place as the, all those teams you just mentioned? Because you guys are... You I'm guys, not saying that. I'm just saying I'm trying to enjoy... Okay. I'm trying to I, enjoy I, that the fact that they win more than they lose, you know? Because that's not... Common. That's not a common thing in in Premier League. You guys and were winning more games than you lose. You guys were winning more games than you lose. You just weren't winning the cups. And I won't take cups away from you. I I won't take that away from you. I'll do a pulse check again in a year. Like I said, that you're right. It does have a shelf life. Um, I, so want I, 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 I want a I, cup. I want a cup. I want a trophy. I, I hope you guys. I, I just. I I seriously do. I, I definitely. Playing I hope you guys Man get City in the finals though. Like ah. Someone could knock out City. Like, is, is it uh, ninety minutes and then penalties in the final? Do you know? Ninety minutes and extra time. Extra time, then yeah. Yeah, then then penalties. Yep. And and then F uh, Carabao is just kind of bullshit. I I can't deny it because we've played it's three not. games. It would be four games to win a title, which is a little bit sketchy. Hey, you guys had to get yourself in a position to only have to play four games. I mean, I think like it's it's a legit cup. There's there's nothing yeah. embarrassing about. Yeah. Like it's part of, it's part of a domestic trouble. Like I mean, yeah. so like that that means something, you know. You get it um, out of the way early too, which would be really nice because then they already have the trophy. Then, you know, anything else on top of that is all gravy. And course. Europa League, you got, you gotta like their chances. The teams that Tyndall and I. We, we analyze the teams that drop down from Champions League. It, it's a little bit of a light year, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Not that there's 
I mean, there's plenty of teams that could win it still because all those Champions League teams drop down. But uh, and Mourinho, I, I won't, I will never take that away from him. Like, that man knows how to set up teams to win competitions. I mean, yeah. there is a re- he does have lots of trophies, so I I cannot argue with you. Just with have his a track bitter record. taste in your, your mouth because and you when, will Torino, too. When, when when Mourinho pulled out. Of your mouth in in United, it left him very bitter. He he did not eat a lot of pineapple. It was very <laughs> junk food. It's very bitter and sour. And, Indeed. Yeah. What would you guys win? Europa and an FA Cup with uh, Mourinho. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, oh, oh, actually, this is this is another segment I had called Crystal Ball. Okay. I want you to picture Ollie Gunner, Gunner Solshire in June 2022. What is he doing? Mm-hmm. What is he up to? What have you guys won? What have you guys not won? Is he still there? 2022. So we're talking a year. June 2022. So the rest yeah, of the not season. This summer. So a year and a half. Right. Yeah. Um, year and a half. What, what is he up to? I think he's still coaching United. Uh, I really do. Um, I don't. I, I. I would like to say that you know, at that point, you know, we've at least reached a final. That's been kind of his big thing, right? Is like we've lost in semifinals in what, like four competitions, three, four competitions under him. Um, so, I'd like to say that we got to at least one or two finals. At, um, I hope that. I certainly hope that we're, you know, still, um, you know, pushing for the title this year. And if not, you know, for sure top four in in a very competitive uh, season. And, you know, I think that you got to you got to think that with the trajectory and finding some consistency, you know, hopefully by 2022, we're talking about them, you know, being right there in the title race. Why Um, does Luke Shaw suck so bad? (laughs) Luke Shaw, I hate uh, him. Um, amongst amongst many players on United is an anomaly because, like, every now and then you're like, oh, that was kind of nice, Luke. And like, you're like surprised. Nothing lately. Then, when oh, I then, then you turn Ugh. around and then he does something stupid. Um, yeah, what does he play? He plays like a left wing back, and then he I, mostly left he, mostly left back because they usually play like, four, like a uh, four two or. Yeah, Four, two, he's three, up one. a lot. He's up up the field, but his he, body language is just awful. I hate yeah, him. Yeah, he, he, sometimes he yeah, he has a trouble tracking back. He's uh, he's been an anomaly. Definitely definitely hasn't turned into uh, what they thought they were getting when they bought him from Southampton as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he is serviceable, but there's a reason they brought in Telus, right? Like, I mean, not that you know he's a world beater by any means, but he's a solid professional, good player. So the idea was to have somebody there to actually push Luke, and it just hasn't really happened this season. So, um, who was playing uh, your your right center back today? It was a, a name I had not heard before. Eric, Eric Bailly. Yeah, Eric Bailey or Bailey. Yeah, I'm sure I'm slaughtering it, but yeah, he's he's been on the team for a couple of years. He's had like some injury issues, but the potential is is outstanding. He's far more athletic than uh, Lindelof. Um, but also he's prone to inconsistency. He did he did start that game um, against Tottenham where you guys beat us six to one, like uh, at an awful performance there. Um, 
So he again, he's another guy that all the potential in the world, but none of the consistency it embodies United completely. All the potential in the world and none of the consistency. Um, First place in the Prem right now, though. It's gotta yeah, be kind of crazy. Yeah, it's been it's been good. They they've had like good runs, right? And then you know, I think that when it, I think it's when I sent you guys this week that we had eight games now seven after the Fulham win today. And I think that we had to win all of them leading up to that March 6th matchup against City um, to even give us a chance to stay with City. Because I think that City is just going to fucking lay waste to people for the next couple of months. Maybe. And the only, I, I They've got issues, so. though. City has issues. A little they bit. Much, they got too much talent, and they got the defense figured out. Offensively, yeah. they have too much talent, and like they got the defense figured out. And, yeah, they're probably the... They're probably the title favorites, aren't again, aren't they? I would imagine that and I'm not a betting person. I wish Tyndall was on for this because I'm sure he would um, have access to this. But I, I would imagine they have to be at, sitting here today. If you went to bet, they'd have to be the odds-on favorite for, yeah, for the title. Um, it reminds me of uh, December 2019. I went to a bar in Brooklyn to watch the Manchester Derby, and it was packed full of people. I miss people. Ah, uh, human beings and bars. Yeah. I uh, I'm a, I was always I always consider myself an extrovert. I'm less so now as I get older, but I wonder how much I miss people sometimes. Like, cause I was always seeking out people. I love soccer I, bars too. Watching like games and bars with random people. I don't know. I, I just it, it it spoke to me like it was weird. I could sit alone and be around the people, and I'd be like, "Yeah, this is right. great." Yeah, just like with people. Yeah, I, honestly, like you know, um, like I, I spent the last six weeks back on site, you know, um, supporting a project. But like, yeah, working with people again after you know working from home from like March to December, you know, in my basement, like by myself, um, like being at work again, like yeah, you know, it's it sucks having to wear like a mask all day. Um, like, I didn't understand, like, why people were complaining. Like, I get it. I'm still doing it, but it's still, it is tougher than, than I thought or I gave credence to. But, like, you know, getting to be around human beings again, like, I didn't realize that I missed it. But it's it's actually kind of nice to, you know, walk down the hall and talk to somebody instead of, like, getting on, like, a WebEx or, you know, sending them, like, a, a Teams message or something like that. It's mm-hmm. um, We're all Teams Teams is nice. Yeah. It it does help. But all right, uh, more crystal ball. I got more crystal yes. ball oh, scenario for you. Go ahead. No, no, no problem. That's great. That's that's exactly what it needed to be. All right, uh, I'm in Qatar. Late 2022, pandemics passed us. I I think. Hopefully, World Cup. USMNT. What? Where do you think we finish in that competition? Assuming we make it, I'm gonna I'm gonna give us I'm gonna give us qualification. You know, I think that um, I think that we have like I'm not saying too much talent to fail, but like you know, in what is arguably probably the weakest that I've seen Concacaf in a while. You know, Mexico is fucking isn't, good too. Yeah, and, and we, we a have nice a good, squad I of think, youngsters. I, I like what they're putting together. So yeah, we're I, we're definitely at Qatar. Um, and you know, I think that because 
I still think that FIFA is cheating sons of bitches. I think that, again, somehow we're in a group of death, and I think we're going to finish third in the group. But, you know, so I don't think we make it to the knockout phase in 2022. You bet they don't like a Europa of of World Cup. (laughs) Well, (laughs) just maybe. Is this the. Qatar, the year they're exp- they they decide to um, expand earlier the field. Is really, they- I can't remember now. Like, as you know, like like I know twenty twenty six, there's more teams that make it, so I can't remember if the knockout field was bigger. I should go back and look. It's been so. It's long. It's interesting since that Canada, Canada's getting kind of good all of a sudden. They've got a. They got some good. good players. They got some. Yeah. Good, uh, definitely a, g- a generation of talent, right, for Canada. Um, Jonathan uh, David. Yes, very good. Uh, obviously, Alfonso Davies. I think mm. I, I I love the U.S. men's national team, and I would still argue that that, that he's the best player in CONCACAF, the yeah. most talented footballer in CONCACAF. Um, Alistair Johnson. Johnston got his uh, call-up yes, from Nashville yes. SC, who's our boy. Absolutely. It's a good yeah, interview. Good. That, that was probably my favorite interview, actually. I liked him the most out of anybody. Absolutely. But not to say we had, we had some great conversations there. We did. We had some good ones. That was that was fun. I'm glad you set that up. Um, but yeah, I think that, yeah, Canada is going to be good. They, they're automatically in in 2026, and so is Mexico. So mm-hmm. um, That might be when the, the fields expanded. That would make sense if they I had think, but, automatic but, three teams in. But I think that they bumped it up for Qatar. I, I would have to go back and look. I haven't, th- so I haven't th- had to think about the World Cup in so long in because winter. we didn't qualify in 2018. So yeah, um, it's gonna be eight years. I used to love the USMNT games. I can't wait to see us in the World Cup again. Yeah, badass. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. It has been. It will be eight years since they played in the World Cup. It goes so That's... quick too. Like every time a World Cup ends, I used to get so sad. Because I didn't watch club football at all. Now club's my main focus, so World Cup would end. I'd be like, good, all right, finally. like August is coming around, prime's starting. But back in the day, it used to be like, I wouldn't watch soccer for four more years, and I'd get sad. So when's the, what was the first the first World Cup that you really watched? Like, where you 2010. To- 2010 was the first one where I was like, I'm, I was up for every game, and they were – they were some like the Algeria win was fantastic. Then the knockout rounds were were fun to watch, and you had Dempsey and and uh, Landon and just like likable characters on the team, in my opinion. And yeah. and I was of of the age where and I was twenty two, so it was my first year out of college. Like, I I did watch two thousand six, but that was kind of like go USA, like kind of like Olympicy, where you're yeah. kind of watching. But but 2010 is where I started to like like the players and pay attention to the game a little bit more. Right. I remember uh, the first one. Like I remember watching. Um, I watched the first game the United States played was against Iran in in '98 in France. I think it was Iran. Um, and that was the one I remember. But I did watch. Almost every one of their games um, in the 2002, because I remember. I mean, you're a kid. I saw I was, I was, God, 16 in 2002, um, and I remember because it, it, it was co-hosted by um, South Korea and Japan, and so the games were on at like two or three in the morning, and yeah. it was 
it was summertime and I'm 16. I have zero responsibilities because, you know, yeah, I'm waking up. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm get, getting up, <laughs> getting up in the middle of the night. Like, and like, uh, I think the, like the first, the first night, like I was watching, there was like, I, I watched all, like all sorts of games, whatever was on e- I think it was ESPN that, that had it, but watched all, like, like all the games I could find. And I remember like the first week, like I made like a loud noise in the middle of the night one night. My dad came down. He's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "The World Cup's on." He's like, "What the hell? What time is it?" I was like, "It's in, you know, it's across the world." And so he 16. sat down and watched. Yeah, he sat down and so watched your dad, for a while. What? What did he pass away about a year? Year after that? No, 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 no. It was. It was quite a bit after that. He was. I gotcha. Yeah, that was. That was after the 2010 one. Was he but a like, soccer yeah. guy? Uh, he, he loved soccer because I played soccer. You no. know, it, but he didn't play soccer growing up. He had. He knew nothing. He just was just like loud and enthusiastic, and yeah. Um, you I'm should sure ask you Tindall, learned about the game a bit. You should ask Tyndall sometime the next time we have him on, because Tyndall would remember hearing him at at games because he was loud. He was probably the loudest human being I've ever heard <laughs> heard in my life. But <laughs> can you still picture his voice? I can still hear his voice. Yeah. But That's immense. I, yeah, I was still. I was. Uh, there was a game. because uh, he'd sit there and jaw at the refs. He, he him and. Uh, my friend Tyler Mishnick's mom both got thrown out one game. And I remember, like, a week or two later, we were at a game, and, like, it went, like, quiet because, you know, someone on the other team was hurt, so they were getting tended to. And there had been something that happened a couple minutes before. My dad was just jawing at the ref. And in the middle of, like, because like, I'm loud, too. I played goalie. Um, he's, like, sitting there jawing. And I, like, right back to him from the field, like, hey, shut the fuck up. Just shouted right back at him. And he's, like, <laughs> he's, like, yeah, just like threw his hands at me. I'm like, try not to get you thrown out, man. Like, that's hilarious. Good times. That was yeah. A weird, it's funny weird how many how many yeah. yellow cards I think I deserved because I remember and I never got them. I think American referee, the the American referee is way behind the times because I remember like blatantly kicking people's legs because I, I was mad they got the ball and then like they would turn around and I would just kick their legs. Never a yellow, never anything. I deserve so many yellows. Even co-ed soccer as a, like a 25-year-old, someone would steal the ball from me. Occasionally, I'd get frustrated and just like kick their legs, and it would just be a foul. American mm-hmm. refs, and you watch you watch CONCACAF Champions League, and the the fouls are heinous, like red card deserving, and they're they're barely even a yellow sometimes, barely. Mostly a foul, never, never, you don't even see cards. It's crazy. Like, North North American refereeing is way different than what you see in the Prem. So, I mean, people talk about, like, in Europe, about the Premier League being, like, the physical league, even now. Like, and, I mean, you watch MLS, and it's, like, fucking horror show. Yeah, um, late tackles all the time. Yeah. Because it's a little um, more unathletic. Oh, I think it's, I would argue it's, it's just as athletic. I think these guys are like peak physical condition. I think the talent is less and you got way more tryhards. Um, and so I think that you see more of more of the physical aspect, but like, you know, one thing that like, so Americans weren't good at coaching, but they were good at like, you know, conditioning. Cause that's something we've been doing. You know, that's why we're good athletically yeah. all over the place. We can condition the shit out of you. I can't train you to actually play, play soccer, but, I can get you to run and be physical, and that's been kind of their mo for a long time. That's why MLS. Is, anyway, that's yeah. why we're, we're decent in the World Cup too, because you know a couple bounces go our way. Then we've had some good deep runs that we did not deserve. 
for a long time with USMNT. At a good generation, that, that Dempsey it Donovan, um, the uh, IMG Academy, that that MLS twenty five stories that made MLS. It's a it's a great listen. It's a season one of that podcast is is amazing. The way they mm-hmm. they uh, track soccer development in the U.S. and I think there's so much to be thankful for. And I mean, even Jose commented on USMNT in the past two weeks saying. You know, there's talent there, and you're seeing even our left back, Anthony Robinson on Fulham's getting run out there on Fulham every single week, Premier League starter. And he's, like, one of the, the lower-tier guys. So so where do you see us? You, you think that we're ready for 2022? Because I, I think that's the biggest thing is all, I think of, we can the, make noise. all of the talent all of the talent in the world. Like, I mean, a lot of – I mean, maybe that's a reason why you, like, stumped to even have – Jose, uh, we're not Jose, gonna win. Uh, Jose on the on the roster, right? You gotta have somebody that's a veteran that can. Keep that striker position is is the problem right now. That that's <laughs> where you just don't know what's going on because, you know, you have Matthew Hoppy. Shout out to Matthew Hoppy scoring five Bundesliga goals in three games, and then all of a sudden he's jumping near the top of the uh, depth chart. That's not really a good sign. It's not, it, like, it's not a good sign. Uh, our, uh, I, no hatred. I, I, I don't think that, that I think it's a, who's your, who's your depth campaign. chart for our number nine and USMNT right now? I, I think that Sargent's my starter and I, I know Agreed. everyone's like screaming about production. I think that there's like, you know, I would point to Liverpool and yeah, uh, Firmino. Yeah. Like yeah. Bo- Bobby does like, but Bobby does all the dirty work to make, uh, Mane and um, Salah, who are incredible talents, look good. So Wait. I want to make, I, I want to make Pulisic and and whoever's playing the right wing look as good as possible. And who's right wing? Right Gordon Morris. I don't I, know. I think if it, if that yeah, if we we're starting the World Cup today, if we we're starting the World Cup today, it'd be Morris. But um, I love I love the Swansea City move for for Jordan Morris because why not go to English number two league get service. For six months before you decide what you're gonna do. Well, especially we don't have to go too much, especially if MLS is gonna end up pushing back the season. Yes, yeah, which CBA. is what kind of, yeah, yeah. So I think it makes makes incredible sense in that in that in that sense. It makes incredible sense for him to go play, right? So I prefer that to like you know lower to mid tier Bundesliga team, which is where he was. You know, he's being placed besides yeah. English Championship, but but. That top tier of the championship is a great place to play. I'd much rather him be there. And I love that he's going. Good for him. Absolutely, yeah. And I like Jordan Morris on the USMNT. I thought he was always – I thought his work rate was incredible. I always loved him on the field. Yeah. I'm excited to watch it. I'll I'll, I'll definitely – the first game that I find out that he's actually going to play, like I'll find a way to see if I can tune in. And you know – you know that who is it? ESPN Plus that has the championship. Yeah. Um. You know that that game will be on. Uh. I mean, they might push that to like ESPN. Like that'd be great. Just you know. Um, ESPN I'll Plus watch. is. I I love that. I I actually, if there's a random Prem game on and a Dortmund game on ESPN Plus, I watch Dortmund. That's been kind of a change for me this year. Is like I randomly really love Erling Holland. Love Gio Reyna. I mm-hmm. love Dortmund. So if there's a if it's like West Ham, West Brom, and Dortmund, 
whoever. Like I, I, I watch Dortmund now. It's it's a it's been a change for me. My wife yelled at me the other day because I like uh, I I turned on, um, you know I I love Rangers obviously Scottish Premier League. Where do they, they play? What 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 do they play on? ESPN it's a, Plus. It's a, it's on ESPN Plus, but like really? they have, they like I think they're just using the broadcast for from the uh, Scottish Premier League, and the announcers are incredibly Scottish, and they were playing Aberdeen, um the other uh, I think it was last week, and that's a Europa it, squad Aberdeen. I've heard of them. Um, yeah, like, like, but they were announcing in, like, that very thick Scottish accents, and, like, there was a whole series where a guy got excited, and my wife was like, what, what league are you watching? I was like, this is, this is Scottish league. She's like, that was not English, like, could not understand a word. I was like, yeah, sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't, but it's fun anyway, like, yeah, I like, I mean, I, I get it, the Scottish Premier League is... Gonna joke about Farmers League, but and I'll catch uh, I'll catch AC Milan on ESPN Plus, of course, for our man Zlatan. <sighs> Zlatan, I love Zlatan. I love it. He's back. I will be, I will be very sad when he decides to hang it up. I'm sure he'll do it in the most epic way possible. <laughs> he will. He will. But... Yeah, I I don't know where where does he go after AC Milan. I don't know. Where does he go after AC Milan? Zlatan, kind of rhymed. <laughs> you know, I have to pee really bad, so I gotta, I gotta, gotta shortchange this and go right to rants. I was say it's not even shortchanging it. We're right, over or, an hour. or you want to talk? I pee and then it's it's okay. over an hour, so I don't. I mean, we're we're already there for time anyway. We're at forty-eight minutes. It says, uh, mine says that we've been recording for an hour and two minutes. Mine says forty-eight, fifty-five, fifty-six right now. <laughs> I gotta pee. What? I gotta pee really bad. Why don't you talk? Okay. All right. Well, normally someone's gonna ask me a question, but I guess uh, I guess I'll talk a little bit about United. Um, so I asked Michael what his starting is his best starting eleven, right? Like his 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 cup final starting eleven for Tottenham. So let me give you my um best starting 11 right now for for united um i know lots of people uh lots of united fans surely would disagree with me but i still like martial up top right now um and i i have him there and 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 pray that i'm giving you good martial because a you know informed martial is is just a delight to watch so he's my he's my striker and you know, at that seventy-minute mark, if he's not producing, I'd I love a twenty-minute Cavani uh, sub on there. But so Martial starting, yeah, uh, Greenwood. Uh, not, uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. We'll do Rashford on the left wing. Um, you know, I think his work rate's really good. The goals are definitely down this year. Um, but you know, he's such a tireless worker. Um, so important to that attack, especially the counter attack. Um, so lethal with that speed. Um, right wing, you know, it's been a difficult one. I I, I want to say that it's that it's Greenwood. I don't know that that's necessarily necessarily true. Um, but he's definitely the future. Um, obviously, I, I I can't wait for um, hopefully sometime before the end of the season I get to see Diallo. It sounds like he actually might make an appearance before the end of the season. I know that they're going to bring him along slowly, but 
it sounds like he's been absolutely fantastic in training. So uh, the sooner I could see him, the better. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I would I would probably have to say right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Greenwood just because I, lo- I I love Mason. And then your midfield, obviously Bruno at the number ten, and uh, with Pogba and Fred. Um, and the old uh, Mesut Ozil role. Yes, yes, Bruno. yes, yes. Uh, um, the Kevin De Bruyne role for for City, but in a different sense. I mean, creatively, he is almost everything right now for United up top. Um, and then defend- kind of making a a run at being amazing again. In nice form. Another guy, I mean, uh, I know you were Enigma. T- taking care of business, but I was saying, like, uh, my starting striker is still Martial, and I say that because an in-form Martial, and we've seen it at different stretches the last year or so, but, like, when he gets hot, it is such a joy to watch. Like, he is incredibly talented. When when the, the service that he receives connects with the motivation that he shows – um, and you know, and his work, his work rate is there, you know, combined with the talent that he has, he can be, you know, breathtaking. The problem is, is you get to see it like maybe 10% of the time he plays. Um, but I'll take, I'll take, uh, you know, inform Martial over anyone else. And like I said, at 70 minutes, you know, if he's not producing, I, I'll, I'll take a 20 minute Cavani cameo because I think that's all he needs to, you know, finish one off. Um, Cavani, uh, yeah, he, he's fun to watch. He makes me very okay with second string older strikers, which I should be in general because Llorente was the key to that Champions League run for, for man, Tottenham. I like he wouldn't have he wouldn't have accepted the role, but like I told you guys back in the summer, like when the contract negotiations were going on, I was like, it, like I can't believe Mourinho isn't out there throwing you know a huge uh, one year paycheck. To Zlatan to come to Tottenham just because Zlatan killing it. He is. Killing I mean, it. he's yeah. He he's in fantastic it. shape. He does jujitsu. He's just <laughs> flexible as shit. He he. Uh, what is he? A, I think he's a thirteen or fourteen game goals in nine games. He he missed like all of December, most of January, and then already is already in that top five goal scoring. Syria positions, so him and CR seven. Yeah, I thought him and Christian were up there leading it, and they're like thirty five. Christian in first. I think he's fifteen. Christian will be thirty six years old this year. Yeah, which is crazy. I remember watching him like the I think the first year he per, played for Man United was two thousand two. I think mm. um, long time ago, middle school. For us, yeah, uh, right, yeah, 2000. No, 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 no. 2002 Sophomore was high school year. for me, yeah, yeah, Damn. many moons ago, yeah. We're gonna, Mondo, we're gonna, old. baby. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody just, re- somebody just retired. Um, I can't remember who. Oh, I mean, Rooney obviously just retired, and you know, he's. He's my he's my age. It's wild to think about. Um, they're always like, incredibly old. Yeah, yeah, thirty three year old on the field. They're like, wow, 
Look at him yeah. out there. He's so brave, rolling his well, old bones then there, around. Then there's that fucking that fucking Japanese guy who made his like he made his professional debut before I was born in 1986. I love that guy. That's like, a constant on the Rooster and Devil thread. That guy. Every oh, year we man. throw him up there. He's like uh um. I knew his name. <laughs> I, I don't remember his name either, but yeah, like the fact that like they're like, yeah, we will still yeah, pay you a, a a considerable amount of money, and like he hasn't scored in like four years. I don't know how much he actually plays. Like he, he's probably like, more like a player coach at this point than anything else. But I mean, that's just like, just wild. Like I think he retired from international play in like 1999 or something like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> just. Just wild to think about. Good for still, him. Still earning that contract. Zlatan might be playing that age. Zlatan, he could come back to MLS easily if he wants. I don't think. I don't think he wants to. I think he. No. Hated why it. would he? I think he hated it. He liked the LA lifestyle though. He was on Jimmy Kimmel and. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of it's celeb. It didn't He's do bad bro- things for his image, I would say. I no. heard his agent say he regrets bringing Zlatan to MLS, but I think it kind of like rejuvenated his career in a way. He was well, he was coming off of that ACL injury for um, for United, so um, I think it was yeah, it really was. It was just got healthy and got to live in the warm weather and um, even even as famous as he was here, like he's still like we talk about all the time, like how quiet is living here as a you know high profile footballer. Versus, you know, living in Europe, we're constantly bombarded the moment you leave your house. Yeah, Wayne Rooney was, he he had a podcast when he was on DC United with uh, one of the guys from Men's and Men and Blazers, and it's interesting to hear his take about just being around DC. He got to be his own person. Like, he wouldn't mm-hmm. get recognized places. He could ride on public transport. Like, of course, he would get recognized some, but he wasn't. Right. It, it was more like you know, jovial interaction instead of, like, Kali and Rooney and <laughs> whatever Barty's wife's name. Be, yeah, has, tabloid. tabloid. Has, there, has there ever been anything worse than being a British footballer living in Britain? Like... Doesn't sound... Yeah. It seems cool. Like, just, like, even, like... Yeah, Marcus. You know, you're, you're Harry Kane. You're probably, you know, you're a generational talent. Yeah. And... Like, you can't get a fucking decent uh, article written about you by your own yeah. people. Um, what is he? Tw- what is he? He's something insane right now. Like, 12 goals, 13 assists. Something insane. He's having an insane season. One that I'm trying my best to appreciate as I watch it. Indeed. I think he'll have, I think he'll have more quote-unquote lethal seasons, but this is a, a complete performance. Um so so important to that Tottenham offense, you know. As good as Sonny is, um, you know, Harry's obviously the engine that makes it go. So, so I guess it's my rant time. Indeed, go I'm on. gonna use this rant to say, "Fuck you, Jimmy." <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're so good at fantasy Premier League that it's just, it's not even fair. Last year, you ran away with it by hundreds of points, and this year, again, hundreds of points, and we have five other guys in the league. And what makes you so good? It's just, 
it's annoying. I think I think it's like anything else, man. It's a little bit of luck, right? Like, and I'm not gonna, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, like I I always think about like what I want to draft, and like the last year last year like I was like I executed exactly how I wanted to. This year when we drafted, I was blackout drunk. Like that's why I was late <laughs> to the draft. Like I was fucking smashed and I so i didn't days like that i didn't i didn't remember there. drafting until like the day after i think i took i took i remember taking fernandez because i'm a united fan and i wanted to and i remember taking harry kane um like you stole so, harvey barnes for me recently i love watching harvey barnes I didn't as take a player barnes. live that wasn't me someone took him off the wire harvey barnes live is an incredible talent on the left wing of lester He's yes, in, absolutely. That that whole attack is. I mean, Leicester in the hunt, they could win again. They're definitely absolutely in the hunt. could. Dangerous. So, it's 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 mostly luck. Don't give me too much credit. Yeah, um, I I was just trying to. Yeah, no, it's fine. You know, you, you, you're killing it. You're killing it in fantasy Premier League. I am. am I, I, I think I still got to be pretty close to, uh, to the top in our in our um, points predictor, right? That we did. Yeah, I, I have to look again. You jumped to the top of that too, yeah. Yeah, but I mean that one. That one's so volatile right yeah. now. I mean, that one's yeah, yeah. Ten around. points can be had in a weekend, really. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where we finish out. But yeah, uh, I mean, last year too, I got to capitalize on the fact that everyone forgot about uh, fantasy, like when the COVID break happened, and yeah. like I just like went out and picked up. Like people coming off of injury and all sorts. Of, I was like, woohoo! You know, yeah, you had a nice, my team up. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm in a little bit of a down form right now because I got the Liverpool boys who are just not producing. Marcus. Yeah, you, you know they're going to. Che Adams not producing. All of a sudden, I'm in bad form in in, in Premier League. I was. I'm number two. I'm still number two. Let me let me get that across to the our two <laughs> listeners here. You're listening to number one and two. But Jimmy's right. just dominant. I did. I did get uh, Antonio coming off of injury recently, which was huge because I lost, you know, Jimenez. Um, to Will he be back? He, to uh, skull probably, surgery. Probably not this season. Did you see that scar on his yeah, head? Yeah, I did. Yeah, his that, head like, I was watching Blockhead head all those balls today during the game in the box. Like everyone looks so painful. He's always in on there. Yeah, he's not. He's not definitely not afraid. Not afraid to throw a little slabby around. Liverpool just lost. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 